Welcome to the Porsche GB Sim Racing Podcast, the bit for your ears that trades paint with the bit for your eyes, the PCGB Sim Racing Magazine. Welcome indeed to the very first Porsche Club GB Sim Racing Podcast. With me, Peter Brill, the uh, Porsche Cups Sim Racing's very own answer to the mobile chicane. Also joining me is our illustrious magazine editor, Andy Marston. Andy, given that this is our first time taking the podcast out on the track, a question, what on earth possessed you to start a magazine? The reason I did it is because uh, there wasn't a magazine out there for sim races. Every other hobby, if it's fishing or, or whatever it is, there's always a magazine. But for sim racers, there's nothing. Uh, and that's one of the biggest reasons of putting this magazine together, so that people who like sim racing and racing have something to, to go to. But the majority of the work is done by everybody else, would you believe? Because I ask for articles. And what I tend to do then is just produce the magazine from those, those articles. And how often were you thinking initially about putting together the magazine? My thoughts were we'll have a pre-season one, which is already done, and an end-of-season magazine. But because the first edition went out and people enjoyed it, I'm putting together a a mid-season one. So there'll be three every season. And one of the things I think anyone that's seen the magazine will notice is the fabulous photography and the the images uh, that are contained in it. How did that come together? Yeah, the photography element is is a massive, important part of the magazine because that actually brings the magazine to life. Uh, Jules does a superb job in taking the images from the different races we've, we've sort of raced this season. And then I look at those images and incorporate them into the magazine. And in fact, photography is our theme of the podcast because I was lucky enough to grab a few minutes with Gilles Gardner, our photographer-in-chief for the magazine, and also Dan Bathy, who himself races in the Porsche Cup series uh, in iRacing, but also is a fully professional motorsport photographer. I started by asking Gilles about the significant difference, obviously, between taking photographs on a real-life circuit and taking images on iRacing. Well, I mean, there's lots of transferable skills, that's for sure. Um, so understanding how you could set up a camera, move to a location, and then getting results that didn't look like the car was just parked on the circuit, picking particular moments, particular angles that implied speed. Obviously, it's racing, so we want to show that. I come from a background of, of doing it on film, so there wasn't that instant feedback that you had, whether you had everything right. You had to use your experience and some tri- still some trial and error. The process was much longer with the, you know modern photography and with this you you kind of get the that instant feedback to know whether the setting the framing is working. I guess maybe one of the other biggest differences is the physical thing. There's no limitation with the physical presence in in iRacing. You can go wherever you want. You can get to points and take images that would be physically impossible in the real world. And you can also move in time. You you know you can do photos live, but we're using replays. You so you'll never miss a moment you you know if you use your experience and know that at a particular spot on the circuit there's probably going to be you know some really interesting action or incident you can go there and and you'll never miss it you just mess around with the replay to get the right framing that you want and and snap your picture the thing is you know you shouldn't shouldn't be afraid of it this the great part about it is just it's purely digital so if you make a mistake or or you try something different and it doesn't look good you just press delete 
Dan, you do this in the real world for a living. You're a motorsport photographer. And I guess, you know, you're not likely to see cars floating through the air on their roofs and, <laughs> and, and flying over the pit wall and stuff like that. But getting that right image, being in the right place at the right time must be much, much harder. Yeah, the, the main thing is that kind of like you don't have that option to replay or go back in time. You have to go into it with kind of a bit of preparation and your own past experiences. And, you know, if you watch it, a race on TV from the pre previous year, if you weren't there, seeing where sort of like action happens. And also then you base it on, on the light as well, I suppose. For me, in, in practice sessions, it's all about sort of getting those shots that you want to just use the light on the circuit to the maximum effect. I do a lot of work in, in Britain at the moment, so sometimes that's not relevant. Sometimes it's very cloudy and it doesn't matter where you stand, it all looks the same. But um, like most sports photography is technically a job, you know, you're providing people with images that tell a story and clients with pictures that have sponsors, etc. But photography, I think, still is like an art form at the end of the day. So for me, I want to try and combine as much as I can, you know, try and make it so that you feel like you're there. An image gives an emotion. And Gilles, you've also been a press photographer. So you have actually been in amongst the thick of, of other kinds of action, very human. What kind of dilemmas have you had? Um, I guess it's being invisible, usually, you know, at a press conference or sitting in on an interview. The reporter is is engaging with the subject and, you know, you're just trying to blend in with the background and catch expressions, you know, not make people look silly at the same time. You know, it's it's it sounds like it's really easy, but to really get, you know, someone who's who's very animated to get them at that right moment to try to ca capture that and bring that across. And, and you know, you end up having this really compressed amount of time. So lots of parallels, the pressure of whether it's a wedding or a motorsport event, it's the same kind of thing. And let's just be clear, there is a difference between press photography and paparazzi, isn't there? Well, I mean, ultimately, it's a job, you know, you're, you, you have a very clear mandate. But to me, on the surface, it's less sensationalistic. Paparazzi are trying to get people when they're maybe not looking their best. Whereas a press photographer, if you get um, closed eyes accidentally or a half-turned head, you're not going to be interested in those. And, and maybe the paparazzi are just trying to pry into every aspect of people's lives. Um, there's an audience for both. So it's, it's kept uh, photographers busy and it's probably a very personal decision to, to to chase after one or the other, but ultimately it's a job. And Dan, in terms of making cars look their best, what's the best environment you've worked in? What What's the shot that you're most proud of in terms of making a car look good? You, you know, circuits are great and you get some amazing circuits like, you know, Le Mans, Nürburgring, Spa, you know, they're fantastic. But in a sort of a rally, you get scenery that is proper scenery it's not there's not barriers just pure scenery and then you've got the car so it's that trying to create that perfect shot which is essentially a landscape shot with a car hidden in it or something rally monte carlo i did last year and you know it was fantastic trying to sort of like get the snow-capped mountains and with the sort of like floodlights of the cars coming in and yeah it's just exciting and you have one shot really you've got one pass through the stage of each car at that time. So if you screw it up, you screw it up. At least with the circuit, they come around again normally. And Gilles, your favourite? Uh, oh, I was fortunate enough to be able to take a trip to Japan with my sons a couple of years ago. So we were there for the Japanese Grand Prix, which was a bucket list trip. 
to see the cars come into turn one after the long straight at Suzuka and the change in direction and getting images of that was just breathtaking. And a couple of the images that we got with the cars bottoming out as they turned in for turn one with the sparks flying are, are pretty special. Have you guys actually met on the circuit? No, we've not, because I've been doing some of the Porsche Carrera Cup esports online sort of iRacing photography. I had uh, some internet issues, so uh, Jill very last minute came and uh, did a great job on that. Which wouldn't have been physically possible otherwise, because, I mean, at the last minute, if I needed to go down to Northampton, um, logistics of being there and almost the same day kind of thing wouldn't have happened. And that's, it's interesting because that brings another dimension to it. You know, like, it's not just, you know, me going to an event. These are all people that I've gotten to know over the last almost a year now. And that brings another dimension to it. It's um, an ability or a skill that I have. I'm interested and passionate about it. And it's a way for me to give back because a lot of people have given their time to help me to get up to speed with the, you know, the sim stuff and even the photos. So it's a way to give back. And I, I think that that's kind of, there's a spirit of that within the group. That's really good. Yeah. You know, like he sent me one from the first race at Snedston of me on like two wheels. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's just really cool. I mean, everyone likes seeing, the, you know, themselves on track and the fact that they're great photos as well. They're not just pictures, they're great photos. So no, I think it's really, it's really nice um, and a really great thing that he's doing for the club. And so say all of us. A huge thank you to Dan Bathy and of course the official PCGB sim racing photographer Gilles Gardner. And if you want to see those favoured images, well, you can find them in the magazine. So that about wraps it up for this podcast, except of course to ask you, Andy, we've got another publication coming out, another edition of the magazine. What are you looking for this time? For the last publication for this season, what I'd like club members to do is send in some articles that they would think that other members would find interested and useful. And really, the magazine is is for the club. So it, it's, it'd be just great to, to get everybody's input into it. And that really is it. If you want to submit an article to Andy or you've got an idea you want to share with him, you can contact him via Andy Marston on Discord. Otherwise, say goodnight, Andy. Good night, Andy. And that's it from me too, Peter Brill. And stay safe, enjoy the racing, and of course, try and avoid the mobile chicane.